0: Hello, and welcome back to Unlimited Horizons by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I am the president of IAW and am hosting this podcast episode today. I have a fantastic guest joining me today from the San Diego area. So happy to be introducing Rosemary Reed, who's the CEO of Comworld of San Diego North. Rosemary also just recently stepped into the vice president role of the IAW local chapter in San Diego, Rosemary, welcome. Thank you for joining us here today. Oh, Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. So I want to start. So you're the the CEO of ComWorld of San Diego North. And I want to talk a little bit about your career journey with ComWorld because something I think unique about you is you you've been there your entire career. And we see so many people now jumping companies or pausing, pivoting, changing, going part-time, going career gaps. And so I want to talk a little bit about your career journey because you've been with the same company your entire career. And I think that's admirable. I think it's amazing, Mm -hmm. but tell us a little bit about how you started there and what the progression has been like to get you to the CEO spot.
1: Certainly. Uh, When I, I, I never dreamed that I would be You know, in this position that I am, if you would have told me when I first graduated high school that this would be my career path, I never would have expected that. Um, But what happened was I I grew up in a small town in Northern California. Um, I loved it there, but there's not a lot of opportunity there and it snows a lot. So when I graduated high school, I moved to San Diego for warmer weather and to go to college. So I started at community colleges, and I had zero job experience, but I needed a job. So what I did was, uh, back in the day, how we found jobs was through the newspaper. I got the Help Wanted ads, and there was an ad for a Sharp administrative assistant. And my last name at the time happened to be Sharp. And I said, hey, I'm Sharp. I can do this job. So, I went in and applied, and how I started with the company, and I, a little bit of background on CommWorld. We install phone s- systems for businesses, uh, as well as data cabling and surveillance cameras. When I was initially hired, uh, my position was to be the trainer for phone system installations. So, back then, we would actually be on site doing all of these things, installing large pieces of equipment on site. And I would go out and I was 19 at the time and train large rooms of people on their favorite thing of how to use phone and voicemail. So that's how I actually got started with Calm
0: World. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: So one of my goals when I came to San Diego is I wanted to uh, transfer to San Diego State University. They had a tremendous business program there which is heavily impacted, but because I was um, part of the San Diego Community College District, I was able to get a transfer agreement guarantee with SDSU. And be able to transfer and finish my undergrads there. Um, So once I was done with that, I I stayed at CommWorld. I worked um, full time and went to school full time for a period of years. And I always thought that uh, once I finished my degree, I would go to another job and you know do something else. But after I finished my degree, I Um, I was really kind of burned out from working and going to school for so long. So I took a little bit of time just to relax and traveled a bit while I was still working. Um, But as I was doing this, I kept taking on more and more responsibility at the organization. And then in 2003, the owner of Calm World decided he wanted to sell the business. Um, So what happened was Jack, one of our technicians, wanted to keep everything um, business as usual for Calm World. So he made me the deal that if he bought the business, he would do that as long as I stayed on and ran the business for him. So he does the technical side of things and I do the business side of things. And we've been doing that, that
0: since two thousand two thousand three. 2003. Wow. That's interesting. Wow. So the two of you must've had a good relationship at that point in time to build that trust of if I buy this, I need you to go in with me, not from the investing in the business, but in the running the business. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I- I would say my, my relationship with Jack is probably my longest running relationship with anybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to, you know, think that, you know, it's, oh, it's just a small company. It's not a big deal. But, you know, running a business since 2003 of going through recessions and the ups and downs of the economy and now a pandemic, right. um, you know, sometimes I have to take a step
0: back and say, okay, no, that, that is a big deal to be successful for that many years. It, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love the progression of you've been with you've been with CommWorld since you graduated for, since before college, right? As you as you started your your education journey, but likely I'm, I'm assuming had multiple growth opportunities along the way. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the progression from starting where you were training, going to now the CEO spot and how that happened? Mm hmm. I, uh,
1: gosh, probably it was, I can't remember what year it was, probably around 2010 or 11. um, I felt like I was getting, you know, just a little bit complacent in my professional development. Um, I still enjoyed what I was doing, but I wanted to make sure that I was still progressing. So what I decided to do was go back to school and get my MBA. Um, I was going to go back to SDSU for that. And then Um, It was a super expensive program, and then I interviewed with CSU San Marcos, um, which is local here in San Diego, and I loved their program and the the faculty that they had there, how attentive they were, but then also how integrated they were with the business community. So Mm -hmm. part of the program, it was a fully employed MBA program, so you start as a cohort, and they, every, you know, quarter or it wasn't quarters, but every six to eight weeks when we would have a course, there would be different uh, business leaders from the community that would come in and we would work with and speak with. And I think that probably had the biggest impact on me and my career of just getting that exposure and seeing what's
0: possible and, you know, having that integration with the larger business community. Right, right. So I want to talk about a challenge you've overcome because I, and I think this is, this is relatable for a lot of women, but one of the other things you did while growing your career was become a mom (laughs) and Mm -hmm. finding balance, um, finding the balance while achieving your professional goals, while also being a good mom, it can be, can be challenging, right? There's, there's a lot going on there. So talk a little bit about how you have managed balance while also becoming a mom. And also you, Talk. I guess when did the when was the decision to to start having children, and did that overlap or intersect with anything career related decisions?
1: Mm, that's, That's a good question. So I there are some people out there that are natural born mothers, like they knew from an early age that they wanted to have three or five kids, and you know that's what they were looking forward to, and bless their hearts. But I was not one of those people. I um, I didn't grow up around a lot of small children, so I didn't have a lot of exposure. Um, I came from a smaller family. I just have my older brother, so I didn't have any younger siblings. So I didn't really, I thought that I'd wanted to be a mother someday, but I didn't know for sure and what that looked like. And then of course, when I went in for my OBGYN appointment at the age of 35, the doctor had a talk with me and said, you know if you want to do this you should probably start freezing your eggs and i looked at her like she was crazy i'm like what do you mean i'm only 35 years old like i feel like i'm finally just you know getting my feet going in my career and things are starting to be easier um so that was a really an eye opening moment for me and that was actually right before i decided to go back to school um, i was uh, my husband and i were not married at the time we were we're living together and I had been married previously, and neither of us were either in a hurry to have kids or get married. So I had a talk, you know, I had to have a talk with him when I had that talk. And that's really kind of what spurred everything. So initially, I wasn't going, we weren't in a position to, you know, to try to have kids. So I went back to school. And then during that process, he kind of came back to me and said, you know, I think this would be okay if we did this and i was kind of a little bit dumbfounded and a little bit um i guess in disbelief so i just kind of went about my thing and then you know i was 38 i think and he's like you know if we're going to do this we should probably do this so that's really you know what what prompted all of that um so i had finished, just finished my degree and was still working at calm world and decided to, to have a baby and i didn't really know what that was going to look like for me um, being, uh, of the advanced maternal age that I was at 38, you know, as of the pregnancy itself was a little bit stressful because there's all of these extra tests and checks and all of this stuff that they have you do just to make sure that everything's okay. So to me, it was like going from thing to thing and test to test throughout the pregnancy just to make sure everything was okay. Okay. So I didn't really envision like what I was going to do after of, you know, take maternity leave. Would I continue working? Would I not? And, you know, sometimes not making a decision is by default making a decision. So after I had my daughter, I planned to do it, you know, all natural. And I took all the yoga classes and all of that. And she turned out to be breech. And I ended up having to have a C-section. So I was planning on being back to work like in, you know, a week or two and, you know, not skip a beat. And then I ended up having major surgery of a C-section. So that kind of threw off the plans. Um, but I'm really, really fortunate um, to, to have worked at Calm World through this process. As my daughter actually ended up coming to the office with me exclusively until she was about a year old. And then at that point, I hired a part-time babysitter, and then she didn't go into preschool until she was two. Um, But it was a very unique environment. I had um, Jack's wife, Jennifer, came into the office to help uh, while I was, um, you know, having the baby. And then I had my niece was also working for me at the time. So I would come to the office, I would have the baby. And I would hand the baby off to Jennifer and my niece, Naomi, because they loved babies so much. And I would go do my work thing while they, you know, hung out with the baby. And so it was a it was a very very special time and very unique to be able
0: to do that. I love that, and and it's such a it's such a nice feeling to know that there's family businesses like this where we can do this. Right. So thinking, mm-hmm. Hey, I want to have a baby. First of all, the, you bring up a good point with, with spending time developing our career. And then at 35, the doctor has that chat, right? Because suddenly at 35, and I, I, I don't know why the age is 35. I should know this. Cause I, one of my kids was born after 35. So same test, same <laughs> process. And I was like, wait, advanced maternal age. I'm not that old. <laughs> um, but yeah. when when you, when you're so invested in your career, if you want to have a family, you have to be thinking about these things at the age of 35, 36, 37, 38, whatever. But obviously the, the older you get, the more challenging it gets. And I think 35 sounds really young for someone who's growing their career and invested in their career and going back to school and all of those things. Um, But what you, what you shared in terms of the support you found at ComWorld, almost family, really family support with your niece being there, but it's like, when people come together to, to help, to help you, that's, that's powerful. And that's how we get to continue in our careers, right? That's how we're going to find balance when we don't feel like we're managing all these balls on our own, but we can, we can bring the baby to work. Like that's, that's showing up, being able to be authentic and and truly bringing everything with you. Right. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, So now, Talking about working moms and finding balance, you've you've dedicated some time now to this topic and are actually writing a book about it. Talk to me about where that came from. Yeah, so it it all started,
1: you know, with support from other other women in my life, and you know, to, especially even taking on the CEO role. You know, for the longest time, I was running Calm World, but I never took the official CEO title. And I have a, a special lady in my life who um, who helps me with marketing and sales support. And she's like, you know, you're doing this. You need to step up and own the role. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I I should really do that. And it took her a little bit of, you know, telling me of, no, it's important. It's not just about you. It's it's about being the face. You're doing this. People need to know that women and mothers can handle these important roles and still, you know, it's still kick butt in the business world, but still be an effective mother. You know, you, you can do both. Um, So that's really what started everything. And um, so she's the one that actually encouraged me to take on the CEO title. And then she's also the one that started talking to me about writing a book. And then I met a coach um, through networking on lunch club, actually, and got to talking and he's like you know you have an important story you need to put that out there and of course i'm me i'm a little bit more of an introverted person and i tend to you know not pat myself on the back all that much so i'm like why would i write a book why what do i have to talk about that's you know going to be of value to anybody and then going through the process um I realized that it's not about me and my story necessarily, but sharing the information that I've learned through this process and being able to help other mothers that are in a similar role and, and really just be there as a support system and to create that village. Cause I was really lucky that I had my work to support me in this process, but not everybody does. And, and everybody's story looks a little bit different as to what they're family life looks like, their financial situation, what the job requirements are. Um, but at the end of the day, we really have to support each other as women if we're going to continue to allow women to have these important roles of being in the C-suite of a company or starting your own company and being able to be a mother. You have to know that you can do them both. And it may your journey may look different than somebody else's. And that's completely okay. Um,
0: but if it's something that you want to do, you can do it. I love that. Because I really, you shouldn't have to choose, right? You shouldn't have to choose career or mother. And there there should be ways to make it work. I think that with the pandemic, we've, we've opened eyes to more ways of making it work. Remote work has definitely become more popular and and we know it works now, right? So there's there's not mm-hmm. this excuse of we have to be in the office. I think that it also exposed, not exposed but shed light on the the things that are going on in our homes, right? How many times have we been on Zoom calls and the kids come in? Like my door just opened. <laughs> um, the kids the kids <laughs> are mm-hmm. here and we not, I don't I don't ever want it to feel like we have to like shove them in a quiet corner just so we can take a phone call because that's not reality. <laughs> The kids are around and mm-hmm. women are really great multitaskers. We're really good at balancing multiple things. And, and so finding ways to make it work. And I love that you're using your story and your experience to help show other women it is possible. Look, I can I can run this company and I can be a great mom and this is how I made it happen. So well done. I think that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I want to talk. So one of the tips you shared with us in some of our pre-show stuff you said the power of your mind and your own inner voice. We can be our own harshest critic. How learn how to turn that voice into your biggest promoter. So you talked a little bit about that. That CEO, you were running the company for a while, but you didn't have the title, um, and that other people sort of helped push you to that title. But can you talk a little bit about your tip here and being your own harshest critic and how to how to get how to use that that voice as as your promoter instead of your critic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's interesting when you consider
1: the, for me, when I consider the voice that's inside my head, um, because we all, we all have it. We all have that self-talk of like, oh, why did I just do that thing? Or why did I just say that? Or why am I not doing, you know, fill in the blank? And I read a book recently called The Untethered Soul. And it really, it was very illuminating as to the power of The internal voice. And one of the things that it talks about was when you hear that inner voice in your head, say hello to it. And, you know, I just in your mind say hello. And then you can hear yourself talking to yourself. And it's. But it was really interesting to recognize that voice and what that voice is telling me about myself on a daily basis. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, women, I think we tend to be our own harshest critic of, you know, there's so many ways that, you know, we can feel like we're not measuring up to whatever that standard can be, whether it's, you know, physical looks or where you're at in your career or, you know, how you showed up as a mother today. And if I don't think most of us would ever talk to anybody else the way we talk to ourselves, we would never criticize our friends and our coworkers or our family as much as we criticize ourselves or hold ourselves to a different standard. So it's really about recognizing that and turning that voice into a supporter and, okay, what am I looking to achieve today? Okay, why am I? Why do I not want to pick up the phone and make these sales calls today? What's going on inside of there? And instead of beating yourself up for it, really recognizing what the underlying need is And being that own friend to yourself and giving you that support to walk through it and say, okay, don't worry about the rejection. You have these tasks to do. Just pick up the phone and make the phone call. And I think that makes a big difference of, um, you know, how how you go
0: through your day, of how you can control that. I love that. I think thinking about it in that context of you would never say these things to a friend, right? You would never talk to a friend the way that you're talking to yourself right now and being able to reframe the things that you're saying to yourself. I think that's really important because you're right. We do get in our head and we are our own harshest critic. And when you can identify that and recognize it then you can take the actions to to move away from that activity. Um, Great advice there, thank you. Um, So as we start to wrap up here, I've loved this conversation. It's super inspiring to see another working mom who has grown in their career and, and gotten to a great spot and been supported in the workplace. Something I've struggled with as a working mom is the sort of feeling like I can show up as a working mom and an employee and still get things done. And, and does everyone take me seriously? And and what happens if school calls and all, all of the things, right? So um, mm-hmm. kudos to you because you're getting it done and I love it. And it's a great role model for other people. So thank you. Um, as we wrap up here, any, any last minute words of advice or tips that you want to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, um, you know, I would just encourage everyone to continue to support the, the women in your life and mothers, especially, but the women in your life. And that can be as little as, you know, when you're at the, the, like this morning, I was at the gym working out and, you know, I saw somebody that looked like, there might be struggling a little bit or just a little bit uncomfortable. And so just started up a conversation with that person just to help them feel that, you know, they're not alone in this world and that there's other people that are there to support them. And, you know, we're all having similar struggles. So don't fall into that trap of seeing all the highlight reels on social media and thinking that, you know, I could be doing all of these things, but I'm just doing this. Like you just have to be on your best journey and do your best for what you want to accomplish. Don't worry about comparing yourself to others and, you know, help, help other women along in the process. And
0: it feels good to help others. So I think that's a worthwhile thing to do. Absolutely. Great way to to wrap up here. Well, Rosemary, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Good luck getting your book finished. We can't wait to see that launch. And I look forward to meeting you soon in person and to seeing everything that comes from our San Diego chapter this year. So thanks for all of your support and thanks for being here today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.